1: You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com.
3: You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft.
2: Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Posteky. This show explores not just a love of food, but a love of eating it up. Grub gives me as much joy as anything else in the world. But it also sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are not joy. It's complicated, and I think fascinating. Here, I will have a conversation with an interesting song. Not just about food, but about scoffing, or if you will, hoovering. In this first ever episode, I'm talking to the head of women. It's star and master of the mighty guilty feminist, Deborah Francis White. So, to start with, we have brought each other, if I if I'm correct, something to eat or drink.
0: Yes, yeah. This is this podcast is called
4: Hoover. It's called Hoovering, and it's just about eating concept. and food. Yeah. So, um, I will start with mine, chubby. I bought Ooh. you some um, banana bread with walnuts. Not allergic to anything in that. No. No, and it happens to be dairy free. So, we'll see if you notice that or care about it. It's vegan banana bread, basically. I made it yesterday, so it's kind of one day. All right. One day off of um, perfect.
0: I'm going to tell you my my excitement about this. Okay. And also my fears.
4: Okay. So, Uh,
0: excitement I do love banana bread, and it reminds me of Australia. Right. Because this is something that's really standard in Australia that I don't think you quite get everywhere here. Okay. Every cafe would have right banana bread and yeah, I used yeah, yeah. to make it when I was at home I don't really cook now very much but my uh when I was a kid I did lots of baking brilliant And that was the thing I did with I my feel like mom. this
4: is like beginner's baking because it's possible to do it in one bowl but now I'm desperate to know your fears well
0: my mum used to say when when the when bananas went old oh good did I make yeah, banana yeah exactly bread. like black bananas yeah. And I've, I, my bananas go black. I always think about making banana bread, and I don't. So <laughs> it's this great is nostalgia. basically,
4: the blacker the bananas, the more sugars in them. Oh. So the sweeter the bread, basically. And also the grosser they are to eat as normal yeah. banana bread.
0: And my fears are, uh, I've had some, sometimes you have uh, something vegan, and it's a little bit cardboardy.
4: Fine, it. I understand oh, that. That is delicious. I mean, I'll leave this here for your partner, but I'll just eat the edge off it so we can be on the same page. I mean, no, no, I'm, anything I'm doing. That is
0: absolutely delicious, and it's very moist. I know
4: that's a word a lot of
0: listeners won't like, but... Do
4: you know what? I used to hate that word, and then I think, as I've grown up, and as my feminism's developed... I'm proud of the word moist now. I don't mind it at all. Do you, um, think of, do you think of moist as a feminist word? No, I think moist is a sort of... <laughs> yeah. I think it is a sort of... People moist. are turning off in droves here can't stand yeah. the word moist. They're, like, they're going to say it again, mm. aren't they? Just don't say it. Start spelling it out like you'd have to for a, when you're trying to say cake in front of a toddler. Um, it's M-O-I. <laughs> I love the nuts now. Yeah. Mm.
0: They're walnuts, yeah.
4: Yeah. I think walnuts or pecans inside of banana bread. Anything else is a bit perverse. Intrusive, I'd say. Mm,
0: yeah, but, Wrong thing in the
4: wrong place. Yeah, exactly. I think it was better yesterday. And I should have made some this morning for us to eat this this morning. But it's still... I can't tell the difference between a really good vegan banana bread and a one with eggs in.
3: I think baking is one of the easiest
4: things to fake because of flaxseed. That oh. amazing... F- those fake eggs I'm not into. Like where you buy like expensive things called a... Well, called a fake egg. Oh. But you can just do a thing with flaxseed and warm water where it chemically does the same thing to the...
0: To the I bread think, as the... Um, honestly, it's one of the best things.
4: One of the best banana breads I've had. <gasps> you Are just saying that for the podcast, Debs.
0: No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I wouldn't lie to you. I know how important authenticity is to podcasting.
4: Okay. This is really well, There's good. not much sugar in it.
0: Mmm, which is good. Yeah. Because I'm trying to cut out refined sugar. I don't think it does mean any I'm fungus. trying
4: to not have it for breakfast, at least. <laughs> this is literally We're in. Breakfast. Yeah, it's the morning, I should say. We're hooking up for a sort of strange cakey brunch mm. it goes nicely with black coffee quite like um, it's branny isn't it
0: mm. it's quite it's,
4: branny it's
0: perfect with black coffee
4: mm. the other thing I promise to do because it's one of my pet hates on like any kind of drama audio drama mm. is to edit out the sounds of any eating or drinking mm. <laughs> I mean I love the talking about it and the, the, the noises but I think that actually like any like i um um even kissing, I can't bear the sound of it on the radio.
0: But why have you? So why have you chosen to do a, an eating and kissing podcast then?
4: It's not a kissing podcast. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh shit. Oh well, I. Oh. oh. I committed to this under
0: false pretences.
4: Oh dear. I
0: thought it was hoovering and I thought hoovering referred oh. to both eating and snogging.
4: Oh. I've
0: really got this wrong oh this is well, t- i mean
4: it's going to be a very short episode
0: to be honest with you i feel like you've sort of committed now i have there there was, there's there an was, element there was of a that clear isn't there implication that we're yeah. going to snog we've at bro- the end.
4: we've broken bread together or broken cake together well let's see how it goes
0: my food offering mm-hmm. might help with that okay because <laughs> it's a it's a caramel salted vodka liqueur
4: amazing for brekkie mm. so my breath like when your... I collect my child from nursery is going to be a thing of wonder. <laughs> Pick him up, <laughs> picking him up at lunchtime with booze breath. I'm, I'm up for it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think it's going and out. up Christmas.
4: Really.
0: Yeah, it's Christmas exactly. Yeah. You could just say, "Oh, I had my Christmas work to."
4: Yeah, and the time of recording, it's technically say, advent. If you're a
0: stand-up comedian. You go, yeah, I have it alone.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> Perfect. Oh, I'm really up for this. So, what did you say? Salted caramel vodka mm. liqueur. Mm. Was this a gift? Did you buy it?
0: It was a gift from another podcast on another Aye. podcast. I'll, oh, not be on, I'll, I'll not lie to you. My love. is quite podcasty at the moment. The Guilt and Shame podcast. Right. Um, which is uh, Rob Causey, Gabriel Bissett-Smith mm-hmm. and Vicky Jones. And right. they talk about things that we might feel guilt or shame Amazing. about. And they really talk about them. Right. And so they'll talk about the lavatory, mm-hmm. sex, money, yeah. masturbation.
4: Wow. Okay. Brilliant.
0: And I interviewed them... On Radio 4 Extra's radio mm. show.
4: About podcasts. Podcast, Brilliant. Hour.
0: And they brought as an offering and mm-hmm. to sort of say, oh, thanks for having us on in a very generous way. They didn't need to Aww. do that. They brought uh, me this lovely bottle of vodka amazing.
4: Liqueur, which, uh,
0: as it's my birthday on the weekend, I thought, oh, this is timely. Brilliant. Yeah. And I thought. This weekend coming. Mm, let's kick off the uh, the old vodka celebrations.
4: Let's mm. do it. I'm ready if you're ready.
0: Oh, we should have saved some of the banana cake to see if it went with.
4: And soak it up. Oh, well. I should have brought more, but got devoured.
0: <laughs> I don't think it would go with, actually. I think we're, no. I think we're better off having this separately as a chaser.
4: Yeah. Oh, look what a cute bottle. Yeah. So I'm oh, read it's from Hotel it Chocolat. It's from Hotel Chocolat. I shop there a ridiculous amount because I get a discount with my Picturehouse membership.
0: Oh well, also it's vegan, isn't it? There is lots of vegan stuff in there. Salted caramel lot. cocoa mm.
4: vodka liqueur. It's mm. infused
0: with cocoa beans. Oh, so it's basically
4: coffee again. It's just a coffee.
0: Is cocoa beans oh, that's no, it's caffeine chocolate. beans? Yeah, cocoa beans. There it's...
4: is caffeine in it, though, isn't there? In cocoa beans. There is a small. Uh,
0: what does it say? A small British salted caramel vodka liqueur. <laughs> Small, what
4: does that mean? Um, I think it looks quite it. big. I think it looks medium. Um, does that say small? Salted caramel cocoa for liquor, a small batch. Oh, so it means they've. this is very unique and we only make it in small. Oh, batches. a
0: small batch, okay.
4: Yeah, amazing. Cup. The bottle's cute.
0: It's a really lovely bottle. It
4: says Merry Christmas on it, so that basically means f- perfect with breakfast,
0: uh, it, exactly. <laughs> And Christmas is the one day of the year where the first thing I have is champagne. Are we champagne. pretending
4: we're recording this on actual Christmas no, Day? No, no, no. I'm saying. No wonder she's expecting a kiss. I've come round, made a get up early with mistletoe. <laughs> uh,
0: no, a Christmas is traditionally one day of the year. I drink. I drink. I drink at breakfast. Uh, But uh, well, Christmas has come early this year, Jessica. Christmas has
4: come early. A traditional
0: caramel vodka liqueur infused with cocoa beans from our Saint Lucia estate, roasted cocoa shells, and a pinch of salt. Oh, the tasting notes, which I think are important. Oh, that is important. Deliciously smooth, dolce de leche notes from the caramel contrast with a pinch of salt, and are balanced by spicy cocoa flavors. Best served chilled over ice. Oh, Oh. I haven't haven't done that. We've got. I've got ice. I've got ice. I've got ice, okay. Do you want me to, to quickly put it on super freeze in the fridge? I can do that. Should I put it in for two minutes? Then we'll yeah, why to ask me not? another question. We rented it for years. And yeah. so, you know, you just have to have the kitchen you've got. So, Tom, my husband, likes to cook. And if he didn't have a gas stove wherever we moved in, he just yeah. got, got stuck with what he got stuck with and he found it frustrating. So, when we finally bought a flat, mm. there was two things he wanted, and that was uh, a gas c- stove. Right,
4: yeah, I get that.
0: And an American fridge. Um, because w- the they have our
4: iced off ice stuff freeze and freezer Ice water
0: coming out the door, really proper big freezer. Yeah. He'd always got frustrated that it, British fridges have these tiny little freezers just to kind They're of infuriating. cook big batches of things. And, hey, we've got a wardrobe fridge now.
4: Amazing. Wo- one
0: side fridge, one side freezer. There's only two of us, and yet still...
4: It's full. Oh, I, got, I
0: pictured myself in a red velvet dressing gown and a brandy balloon drinking vodka liqueur <laughs>
4: at 11am. Yeah, with an old
0: friend in front of a fire.
4: Oh, we are a, in front of a fire with, with the two gorgeous cats, cats
0: uh, with beautiful cats. Um, and I'd I like to spend a whole day a... like this. It's started to rain now, so I think mm. this, let's just. Actually, in. Should
4: we just yeah. It's gonna, Why don't we just tuck drink in, the Guys, whole it's going to be a five-hour podcast. <laughs> um, so we're going to drink this whole bottle. I'm just going to leave my kid at nursery. And
0: we'll start to, um, to listen, someone will collect your child.
4: <laughs> someone it will, will have to. Mike, you will have to finish work at some point.
0: Exactly. Um, or just text him and say, I'm so sorry, I can't make it.
4: I'm hammered. Or. <laughs> I'm I too snuggly and hammered.
0: In a very real way, there's there are better lies.
4: So, De- Deborah, mm-hmm. five second rule. Yes or no? Yes. Oh, do you know what? I didn't have you pegged as a yeah. floor eater. Really? If it's something you really want, if it's gone down, whack it back up.
0: If I dropped the last piece of caramel salted chocolate on the floor, do you honestly think I would care how long it had been
4: there? I don't know. Someone
0: could call. I think if you was quite swish and glamorous. I I, I, I could answer the door, come back and think, well, a cat hasn't licked it. Maybe, probably. Yeah. And it makes you stronger. It's exactly, we... Should be more. We we you 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 create a higher resilience by eating things off the floor. Yeah. I've done it all my life, and I've never been ill from
4: it. Have you ever regretted it though? There've been times where I've, without really thinking, picked something up, popped it in my mouth, and then be like, uh, uh, I can taste the fluff, or I got like I have got an animal's hair in here as well, or something.
0: <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> no. that happening. No.
4: Okay. Well, I think I you're think more cautious. All, than all
0: you. of my. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't eat it off the loo floor or anything. But if it's right. the kitchen floor, or right. the living room floor, I think that's fair game. Yeah. I eat in bed a lot and I know that some people find that awful and they Do can't they? possibly eat in bed but I'll often get my toast in the morning take yeah. it back to bed
4: well that's quite crumbsy.
0: yeah Tom hates that I leave plates in the bed
4: <laughs> Tom, <laughs> no, I love them. I hope you're not noting listener not on the bed in the bed it's not I leave crumbs plates it's, it's in crockery the bed. <laughs>
0: he's like I wouldn't mind if it were toast crumbs but it's crockery I I, he gets into bed and lands
4: on a, on a dinner plate <laughs> he goes come on come on oh, come on and I'm like ugh brilliant um and so this is a bit of a huge one but like so you didn't grow up in the UK did you where did you grow up and what was uh I suppose like in, in the places where you've lived in your life what was the eating like what was the food like who did the cooking what were meal times like it's a big question but we'll see where it goes it
0: was very regulated when I grew up right in Australia and that sounds like I'm criticising and I'm not. No. I think that's great for children. My mother was a very good cook. Right. And she enjoyed cooking. And she got genuine joy. She wasn't a feeder. Right. I don't want to give the wrong impression there. She wasn't sort of going,
4: oh, more cake. Well, late mums are, I but, think. And...
0: No, I mean, she wasn't a feeder in a sort of yeah, yeah. negative way. But she was... I I can. have. I have images of... Uh, my dad would take us swimming in the holidays because we lived in the beach. So we never went anywhere on I, holidays because wow. we
4: lived yeah, wherever we were going to go. Yeah. And my
0: other, used to, my other people used to say, why are we going to go to a less good beach and live in a, you know, tiny hotel room or a tent? Yeah. People used to go camping. She'd be like, I'm not going to sleep in the do- There's a beach there. There's a beach yeah. there. We live in a nice house. What are we doing? <laughs> so we never went on holidays. So um, holidays, my dad would take us, take some time off work and would right. take us down to the beach oh. every day. And when we came back, my mother would have made this big lunch where she'd sort of, you know, one of those lunches where she'd, you'd put out the bread and the cheese and everything on yeah. the table. And there'd be sort of tons of stuff all over the table.
4: That sounds quite French.
0: It was I mean, very French. It reminds French.
4: me of holidays in France.
0: She'd make big salads and things like that. And then when we'd come in, she'd look so happy and she'd say, Are you hungry? You must be yeah and she'd love seeing her hungry children eat. yes, she'd always be delighted, and there's a I... big
4: difference I think between being a feeder and constantly wanting to show love through feeding and just enjoying feeding people you love.
0: yes yes, absolutely Says... I, I I just mean she wasn't it wasn't a sort of um it, it, it wasn't her like... only
4: way of showing love no not for one all. of her but only it felt way.
0: like a great joy for mm. her to feed hungry children. And I was always very complimentary about her food every, every night, especially if it was something I liked.
4: Oh,
0: I would tell her how great her cooking was and how much I loved it. Oh, or I would ask for a favorite thing, which she loved it. If you asked for a favorite thing, you said, "Mother, can you make those hamburgers that you make? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, we called her mother. We still do.
4: Yeah, see, um, my partner calls this mum mother. Yeah, I will be careful for I believe that she will listen to this unlike my mum um (laughs) but I I I can't but help but think that if she's used to being called mother that every time she hears, and I know that she asked to be called mother because she hates the word mum I can't untrain myself from calling my mum mum no mum. and I know that when I talk about my mum to Mm. my (laughs) mother-in-law um i can feel it like oh for her yes it's so i'm um, like M- well my mother doesn't, whatever, doesn't you're
0: mind the word mum it's not like moist for her yeah but uh <laughs> she didn't want sort of mom she oh i that noise. see and well, that's reasonable so she uh we called her mummy when we were little yes and then we got to a certain age and she said we were at school my sister and i at school." she said um i think you're old enough to call me mother now and then we just started calling her mother. So it was like
4: a, a coming of age thing, really, yeah. in your, in the, was five, your upbringing? Yeah, I five. my sister Great. was
0: probably nine. And we were walking out to the car, and I said, I said, uh, I said, there's mummy. And my sister said, no, we call her mother now. And that was it.
4: That was that. Was that, that then. Was
0: so my brother. We don't say oblong now,
4: it's a rectangle.
0: <laughs> exactly. And my brother never called her anything else because he said what we said. So right. he was a tiny baby saying,
2: Mother. Oh, mother. So sweet.
0: <laughs> So yes, yeah, so she loved to 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 cook for us and
2: bake and, you ate, for you, and us. you ate
0: if it was regulated. Oh, she baked for you. Well, here is and the thing. she baked
4: great banana bread.
0: She did, she did. But the baking that we did, the proper baking we did, was when more when I was a teenager. When I was little, okay. um, she I used to say, "Did you?" She'd make she'd give us a cake. I remember I remember a friend coming over and she'd made us a pink lemonade cake with coconut <gasps> on the top. Wow. And I said to her, "Cause I hadn't had it before." And I said, I said, did you make these? And she said, me and White Wings. And mm. that's White Wings as the... Do you have White Wings here?
4: No. So
0: White Wings is a packet cake mix. Right. And so that was a joke between us. me and right. m- you know, Me and White Wings. Uh, and so when we were kids, I think just because she had three kids and we were all small, she often did White Wings cake yeah. because you could quickly mix it yeah. up. why not? And then when I was a teenager, she and I got into baking together. Right. I think that was the thing... We could do, and then I sort of took it away, and I became the house baker. Oh, great! So she and would what say, was your
4: signature thing? What was your
0: favorite? Oh, uh, there was a chocolate cake, a very. Okay. That's what I started with, and it nice. was a very easy chocolate cake. And I got it. There was a, there was a school competition uh, that you could everyone could put forward a recipe, and the ones that nice. got into the baking book, uh, yeah. that was very that was on. So it the, it, there was
4: like a, a school baking book as part of the fundraising, exactly. Yeah, and lovely. then
0: everyone bought the fundraising school great. baking book. And in that, there was a very easy chocolate cake recipe. And, that's, and it was just basically put all of these ingredients in a bowl at yep. the same time.
4: I love a one bowl cake.
0: Mix them up. Yeah. Pop it in the oven. And I thought, I can do that. So I said to my mother, I would like to make this chocolate cake. She said, all right. I think we made it together. And then I realized I could make it on my own. And then that was the beginning. And that was my standard if I was in yeah. a hurry. But then I would look through the books so or we'd buy a baking book and I'd say, I'd like to try this or oh, this or this.
4: Oh, so it's a real thing you did together. Yeah. In your teens as well. And
0: my mother used to say, you know, Oh, the cake tins are looking a bit empty, Deb. Do Ooh. you fancy making cake? And I'd I'd go, Yeah, I do and I'd and I would keep the cake tins full. Because in Australia that was I mean, it probably isn't the case anymore, but it was it was quite common to have um for your morning break, which we called little lunch,
4: nice, nice. Uh,
0: so that was like, what do you, what would you call it? What would you call it in Britain? Elevenses. Elevenses. Okay, so that's so in That's so. But you know what it
2: is? But I love inibling. the idea inibling. of like a little
4: sort of starter for every meal. Mm. And my my partner mocks me mercilessly for having a pre-break. Well, I can a, see why a pre-break. A pre-break. As soon breakfast. as I wake up, I like to so have a piece of fruit. Or similar, mm. and then think about breakfast later. Once I've really war- warmed my tummy up with yeah, that pre-break, you've got the sort of I jam- think that's totally reasonable. That's totally but he thinks reasonable, but the fact to he call it pre-break, it pre-break
0: is a little bit I know, again, Okay, like I eleven. Mean, I love it. I'm very says thrilled.
4: says someone who was brought up having a little lunch. Little lunch. That yeah. sounds quite well, Austeney. <laughs>
0: It does not. It sounds... Little lunch.
4: Okay, Australian little lunch. Thing. Okay, no, it doesn't.
0: So you have breakfast, then you get to school, you do some lessons, then you have little lunch. <laughs> and for little lunch, uh, I would often have a piece of cake. And yeah. I suspect now children would just have fruit or something.
4: Well, depends where in the world, yogurt, actually. Or uh, yeah, or where in the country or where in, where in course, the universe. Of course, But in those days... A homemade was... cake, I think, is... I used to have something very sugary and fatty every break time at school but it was processed manufactured it wasn't something that someone had baked I think there's a big difference and we'll be, yeah, between
0: that I, when I've read about this they have said that the best thing you can do is cook from the yeah. freshest ingredients you can get yeah and then, and then
4: at the moment we're in an era we're living in an era of the demonization of sugar so we're looking back with a lot of negativity at the sugar we ate as kids but at the time our parents were being told that fat was the baddie so mm-hmm. who knows no, i, think, I, I it, think i'm sure everything will come sugar, full circle like glucose yes, that yeah, corn yeah, yeah. syrup. it's probably not the best
0: is not the best it's yeah. just it's just poison really it canning
4: my therapist but says refined... it can in- increase anxiety
0: i mean it just is though because it's it was what the american government uh, did when there were not enough calories in America and people yeah. were hungry. And they found this way to make this really cheap corn syrup. Um, and the other day, I've got a chap staying with me who's a really, really good friend of mine. Um, and uh, he, I actually met him through a podcast. But he's he was minding my cats. And now he's basically staying in my spare room because if he leaves, one of the cats will go with him. They're, oh.
2: having, they're having a,
0: a real loving. Um And he's originally from Syria, Mm-hmm. Um And he was in the Calais jungle for two years, and uh, he eats a lot of pot noodles. Right. And I tell him off and say, "This is not nutritious. You don't have food. to do that. Yes, this is not nutritious <laughs> yeah. food." And the other day he brought home a cup of cup of soup
4: full of MSG though. Well, I, can I, see I want you. Can, I oh, could get that quite on that. Oh yes, yeah, sometimes he, he
0: says to me, "I no, have something really good," and I and they
4: are. I've got. I did, <laughs> they I are they're dirty, but they're amazing. They are <laughs> were, and and my one of my favourite things about pot noodle is that beef and tomato one is vegan
0: <laughs> well he, he came home oh really is that home? yeah well he came home the other day with some soup with some cup soup and we were joking about it. I mean this is a joke between us and yeah. I went what's that and I, and I had a look at the ingredients I said oh man I'm going to ask you the ingredients bear in mind he used mm-hmm. to be a personal trainer when right. really, he really was a student in yeah. and so you know he told people yeah. all, he knows all about nutrition and stuff uh, it was chicken vegetable soup packet and I looked at the ingredients of this cup of soup and said, okay, (laughs) guess what the top ingredient is cup of soup is. Oh, no. And it's actually water, but that's, of course, if you you hydrate it, you had it. The second one is glucose syrup. It was sugar. Yeah. And they put it it in order and they have to put it in order. Yeah. And then it said uh, chicken 1%. And vegetables, 3%. Oh, it's so
4: bleak. It's so bleak. Chicken
0: and vegetable soup, 1% vegeta- well, chicken, we uh, had 3% m- vegetable. Everything <sighs> else is basically sugar or then emulsifier, <sighs> all this stuff. And I was like, no, no, no. And he went, but it makes me sentimental for the Calais jungle. And I went, no, <sighs> no. And we Not- were laughing so much. And he was saying this, <laughs> yeah, jokingly. Yeah, yeah. He was making, we were joking about it. And, but I was just like this is so refined this is yeah. so this is only glucose so like, how am I going to sound like a fascist here so no, telling not refugee what they're allowed to eat
2: <laughs> like, I don't think you are too, but also you say I want you to be nutritionally fulfilled yeah. So you I have made options him, I made there's him, nothing wrong with that I
0: made him something really nice and he said that Aww. he liked it much more but Aww. I
4: don't believe him <laughs>
0: uh, yeah <laughs> I, I was like come on now this is only only glucose but of if course it, it's like oh I'm having chicken and vegetables. Have as much chicken and vegetable soup as you want, but make it. Or don't, don't, because we we shouldn't kill chickens. But have as much vegetable soup as you want, but make it.
4: Don't. Everything in its context. I don't, as a rule, I don't think there's anything controversial in saying, like, I think it's pretty undisputed that if you can make stuff, it's better better than having
0: any.
4: But I suppose from a vegan
0: standpoint, the chicken, the the packet soup only has 1% chicken in it. So from vegans, for vegans, it's probably better to have the packet. (laughs) Because it's got so little chicken in it. It's not even probably seen a chicken in truth. I'm not
4: surprised about the sugar content in that because we have a... My other half had a cupboard to himself for dry food because he'd lived on his own for 15 years when we moved in and he's a hoarder. He was allowed to put stuff in this cupboard and I said... So you've got six months to eat it up or get rid. Most of it's out of date. Anyway, five years later, there was still stuff in there. And I've just been able to get rid of it all because mice found it and invaded. <gasps> and they ate, there was an old packet of brown sugar in there. They ate the whole, through the plastic and ate all the corners off the brown sugar. Yeah. I'm sure it's probably just one incredible mouse that's like di- dying, wheezing in a corner now. of <laughs> happy. Um... Uh, but they'd eaten through the corners of um, loads of cup of soups, out-of-date cup of soups. And I think, oh, no. actually, I don't think, you'd think that they wouldn't be into that. But maybe that's the sugar in that. Oh, they and love that? sugar, don't they, Even more than cheese. Do
0: you think mice are fussy like that? They wouldn't be into a cup of soup. Surely they'd just go for whatever.
4: But they, There was what? stuff they'd left. I mean, they oh. weren't into, like, uh, fake, like, well, I say fake, like, granules of white sauce and oh. pasta packets and stuff like that. They went think for the sugar, they went for the sugar.
0: And that's interesting. And they went And they dried fruit
4: drink. in there, they went nuts for.
0: I'm going to tell my mate that and I'm mm. going
4: to be like, "The mice went for this cause you're it's behaving sugar. like a mouse." <laughs> and there's no need. Was there anything were you a fussy eater as a kid? Are you a fussy eater now? And, or was there anything weird that you loved eating when you were a kid or a baby? Um,
0: oh, uh okay. I'll tell you this. Um my sister, yeah. four years old, very 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 fussy right. eater, wouldn't eat. Very difficult. My right. mother was in despair. And when she was just two, my mother took her to the doctor, and because she just wouldn't eat. And the doctor said, and the doctor said to her, "Why won't you eat?" And she said, "I don't think it's right to eat an- animals." And she couldn't tell at that age what was an animal and what wasn't. Oh
2: bless her!
0: So they, oh so bless her. They put her! So it was like an, a, a random awareness thing, really. Yeah, she knew correct. she knew that people ate animals. <gasps> oh. oh. And she was just not having it. So then she went on a vegetarian diet, and then I came along, and uh, I ate everything. Perfect. And my sister said, at that point, I thought, if I don't eat things now, I'm not going to get anything. <laughs> and it became a competition. She said, "You." I saw that you were a good eater, and you were being sort of praised for that. I thought, so I thought, getting in on that. She just, yeah, it was a competitive act. Wow. Now. Um, when I worked with a, uh, a brilliant sort of, quite a Lebanese film director who had a lot of, uh, sort of, he felt quite spiritual, you know. Mm. He said to me, how old were you when you were adopted? And I said, how do you know I was adopted? He just said, how old were you when you were adopted? And I said, um, 10 days. And he said, and where were you for that time? So I was just in the hospital, just the nurses yeah. were looking after me. And he went, oh, that is why you like attention? And that is why you like food. And his theory was for those 10 days, a baby, you know, the first 10 days yeah, of your life outside the womb, the baby's days. working out. What is
4: it like outside the
0: womb? And
4: well, it really still wants to be back in, didn't it?
0: Well, yeah, because that's, yeah. you know, you get the automatic food in the womb. Mm-hmm. So you're, then you're cosseted in this ambiotic fluid. So, what is life like outside a ten-day-old is finding out, and every day, every hour, you are working out what it's like. And most newborns are being held and cosseted, and are you too cold? And mm. I'll put a cloth. Oh, are you hungry now? Oh, no, you are not hungry. You do want it. You don't want it. And if you are just in the hospital, you probably get fed on very, you know, on schedule. Yeah. So nobody's going. Oh, are you hungry now? Are you hungry mm. now? or oh, she doesn't want it. She's not taking it. She's not taking it. So it was just like when the nurses were ready or when the clock went off they bring me a bottle and of course I suppose he's right you do jazz hands to get and then when mm. the food when the milk comes you drink all the milk because you don't yeah. know when the next milk's coming yeah so you can't you learn at that age drink all the milk yeah. you do not leave any of the milk because yeah, you're not getting yeah. any until that
4: next time and that's Look, your first 10 dude, days I do that and I'm the only child so and I wasn't adopted so I mean it's a theory. It's a theory.
0: It is a theory, but I'm much more. Yeah, I, I know think what you my mean. dad always used to say, when we came to get you, and the first time I saw you, you were blue with the cold and so <gasps> thin. Oh! Last fucking time that happened, I'll tell you that. First thing. <laughs> I've never been thin since. I was just like, he was like, you're tiny little arms and legs. You were so skinny. and then. You get back to a nice warm house with a nice if family. If we ever invent
4: time travel, I'm going back and I'm giving you a load of snuggles.
0: Yeah, I would love that, Jess. I would oh,
4: love... going back and give you a load of skin to skin early doors. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have. Mind that, you, I wouldn't want gonna... you to not be the comedian that you are today. So maybe I'd leave you skinny well, and blue.
0: That's the thing. Is everything forms <laughs> you, doesn't it? Everything and the thing forms is you. My, I've never been insecure. My mother no. and father both were very, very nurturing, yeah. loving overprotective if anything parents yeah. so i clearly whatever happened in the first 10 days was made up for but my mother mm. also said all the nurses cried when you left the hospital because they were oh. all happy about having you there because they had a baby to themselves i suppose yeah so you know
4: um are so happy that it's going to i i didn't
0: i don't really think that i suffered from it mm. but it is probably the reason that i like food so much and as you say who knows I'm
4: one of various maybe one of several reasons i maybe mean I'm food just... is also awesome <laughs> food is lovely i mean i've decided to do a whole podcast about it i'm gonna get um, the uh, oh yes let's get the liqueur are we
0: ready for the liqueur
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nice
0: and
4: chilled. oh fabulous okay. <laughs> love it thanks darling I know I'm gonna love this. So brilliant! Cheers! Cheers, my love. Thank you very much. Cheers! How exciting! What a great noise that is! It smells so good.
0: Oh my god, that is terrifyingly good. Oh wow! Oh
4: no, that's really nice. Well, that's who too can nice. we text
0: to get to pick up Rudy? <laughs> it to be a friend who owes you a favor um,
4: that's just... so nice it because it's basically the fact that it's there's Remember. vodka involved is that it's. It's not too sickly. See, I'm taking it's a sip of coffee sweet. now
0: and it's basically an espresso martini and mm-hmm. it's going to lift me for the rest of the day.
4: Oh, my word. That's a great
0: present, isn't it?
4: That's a lovely present. Thank you
0: to Guilt and Shame Podcast for giving me this because it is absolutely delicious. Oh,
4: I'm going to savour it. That's so tasty. Mm-hmm. It's not too sweet. And also, it's not like throat burningly strong. It's really nice.
0: It's exactly right, isn't
4: it? Yeah, it's absolutely lovely.
0: It's If it's... you like
4: su- caramel.
0: Well, it doesn't taste like a child's drink.
4: no. It's but. definitely alcoholic, but it's not that kind of like oh throat no. that you have a whiskey or something. You exactly. don't have that burning.
0: You, uh, it doesn't taste like a chance drink, but you don't feel like you have to pretend to be a grown up to get through it. <laughs> exactly. That's often the case with God. a really good whiskey. That's exactly how I feel about whiskey, brandy, yeah. you cognac, oh, You yes. mm. oh, yeah, And you're pretending just to be
2: pretending. a grown up. I, thinking, I, I genuinely, I I,
4: yes, I feel exactly the same. I just have to. I have to, I mean, I have them very rarely because I don't really like them, but I just have to basically get my lips wet and very slowly lick it off my lips. It's the only way I can enjoy oh. drinks that strong.
0: Oh, that's an interesting technique. And
4: <laughs> I mean, sure, it's, it's not very... Um... I'm sure not one for a Pall Mall club. <laughs> it's not a very gooth one, if that's a word. Yeah, <laughs> honest, it's not a, a technique for a Pall Mall club. To be honest,
0: you're not allowed in many Pall Mall clubs because they're all for boys. but <laughs> yeah, it's true. But and I, I don't think imagine... they let you in in converse. I imagine Jess Foster-Q in the Garrick Club. <laughs> um, on a ladies
4: day uh,
0: and like, just licking brandy off her own lips.
4: <laughs> have you ever done any sort of competitive eating? Oh my God, that's good. It's so good, Sorry. isn't it? Have uh, you ever, like, have yeah, you ever been in a competition of any sort? I mean, amongst friends, it doesn't have to be a formal.
0: <laughs> competitive eating. Uh, well, when I was a child, mm. we used to play a game who can make their ice lolly last the longest.
4: Oh, nice. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Were um, you the sort of person, I mean...
0: Well, if my sister threw the gauntlet down, yeah, right. I'd really make efforts.
4: Really? But
0: sometimes she'd then play a game that was who can eat their ice lolly the fastest and... Uh,
4: oh, that's actually pretty brutal. I would
0: go, oh, I've won. And then she'd go, oh, look, I've got all of this ice lolly left. <gasps> and she'd have tricked that me. That was a cruel trick. And then i just um... sort of scoffed mine down and not really enjoyed it and got brain freeze. And she's <laughs> still got her ice lolly and on a lovely summer's day. They weren't called ice lollies though. What were they called? Uh, they were called popsicles. A lolly in Australia is a sweet, right? So if you go down and buy lollies, lollies.
4: It was like circular uh, hard.
0: Oh no! Just stuff. any any oh, pick any and mix. Sweet. Any pick and mix are called <gasps> lollies. Well, now we know. So you go down if you in, in Australia. If someone says, "What do you want a lolly?", they just mean any you know. They mean a penny juicy sweet. Juicy fruit. Yeah. They mean a sort of. Uh, we call
4: them penny sweets, even though they're all like it's like a quid for three now in right. a cinema. Yeah. Like a,
0: a penny sweet or a pick and mix. Yeah. It's all called lollies. So here, if you said you want a lolly, it's a frozen thing on a stick. Right. And that is confusing to Australians. But, I can code switch. <laughs> Candy in America. Yeah. Lollies in Australia. Sweets, sweets here. Okay. Um, sweets there, if someone said Do you want a sweet, it's a sort of... it's a, Pudding? It's a, yeah, it's a specific... Yeah. It, uh, not many people would say it, but it, that's what it would mean. It would be an old lady probably saying I was going to it.
4: say it's a generational thing. It's I old can't old a it, but thing. Same here, actually. Would you like a sweet? Ooh there's no, no, something no, creepy no. about it isn't it's there awful. you've gone somewhere creepy if you're being offered a sweet basically um, never accept sweets so
0: you'd say in Australia you'd say popsicle or a paddle pop paddle, a paddle pop.
4: is that like the one where it looks it's an oblong on a wooden stick
0: yes and yeah. it's milky a paddle pop is oh. like a chocolate paddle pop a popsicle Did you is have like a um... lemonade popsicle and then there's, the, there's a wonderful uh, Australian uh, ice cream on a stick called a golden gay time which is still sold, Jess.
4: Grrr. to yourself.
0: The log line, you know, well, I mean, you know, the log line is it's hard to have a gay time on your own. <laughs>
4: well, I'm not making it up, Jess. You're not making it up, but also they're wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. My favourite one of those growing up was called a zap, and it looked awful. Did you have those? No. It was what did you just call it? A l- shovel. St- a lock, paddle pop. Paddle pop. <laughs> I love that
0: you think it was a shovel
4: pop. Well, I'm optimist. A huge okay. paddle pop um, called a zap. And it looked horrible, swirly, mismatch of gross colours all together. It looked like sick that had been frozen. But mm. it was toffee flavoured. And it was really nice. Toffee, you know, milky, toffee.
0: Uh, that reminds me of working at the bird sanctuary. Mm. Um, I worked at an animal sanctuary, very famous one. Right. Um, In Australia, on the milk bar. Yeah. And my job was to serve ice cream. Now, in the summer, you would serve... Thousands of scoops a day. Wow! I would get in. I would get sometimes like an ice cream arm. Yeah. Um, and in the winter, once my arm got paralyzed, There's, there was an open an day. In ice the first cream entry. arm. Yeah, there was a. There was a, there was there was an open day. Do in you the mean winter. a really
4: cold arm or like repetitive strain repetitive injury? Repetitive strain right.
0: injury. Um, uh, I, it was in the winter. They'd have an open day where everyone could come for free, and and it was cold, and I scooped so much ice cream, I, my arm was paralyzed.
4: This is amazing. Now,
0: there was a cut, there was a flavour. I can't remember what it's called now, but its real name was. But it was awful. It was meant to just taste like vanilla, but it was for kids. So it was pink, blue and yellow. And a man came up to the uh, counter one day and went, can I have some of the mashed parrot? (laughs) And that after that was always called by everyone at the sanctuary and all my family mashed parrot.
4: Really? Mm. So this is interesting. I learnt from lovely Sarah Milliken that um, you know raspberry ripple. Yeah. In the northeast, um, they call it monkey's blood. Ooh, I know. But it's a bit mashed parrot that's made me think of that. Also, your ice cream job as reminded me of when we were teenagers, late teens actually, probably nearly in our 20s, students, and we came back and one of our my friends' dad ran, was running an ice cream van. Okay,
0: I just put coffee down myself. Sorry. Oh shit, on <laughs> my cream jumper.
4: Oh. Hold on, I'm just
0: going to pour water on it because that's going to Fair f- enough. That Sorry, continue.
4: Yeah, and he ran an ice cream van and we offered to run it for a day <laughs> oh, wow. and essentially we didn't sell much ice cream so we were sunbathing next to it for most of the day but at one point the, the Mr Whippy the actual Mr Whippy um funnel that you yeah. have to do that bit out of we took turns we took all the metal kind of catch catching griddles or whatever out from underneath it and just opened our mouths underneath the, the spout, oh, and then um, actually you can't stay under there for that long because it's so cold. It hurts It hurts your mind. It hurt, it gets right into your brain that, that pain of that oh, cold. Wow. But it was still worth it for the delicious combination of fifty percent fat and fifty percent sugar. Um, <laughs> yeah. it It's so nice to only get halfway through your questions, right? Um, what's the weirdest smoking. thing you ever ate? I'm always well, I was gonna. That's one question. Are you a messy eater and drinker? <laughs> <laughs> just to spill a bit of coffee down the front.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, smoked emu at a. That's the weirdest thing you ever yeah, ate. At a, right. At a, it's at a at a uh, a restaurant called Riberies. that's no longer there in Sydney. That only serves Australian flora and fauna. Wow. And, uh, when I got my first nanny job, to British people in America, actually. Um, the uh, the mum made spaghetti puttanesca, which had capers in and a particular combination of ingredients that reminded me of this meal.
4: Mm. And I said to her,
0: "This as a young Australian nanny, this tastes like smoked emu. They did not stop laughing for a week. Oh. Their Australian nanny had tasted spaghetti puttanesca and said, this tastes like smoked emu.
4: <laughs> Lovely. Um food ever made you ill? Oh, yeah. Loads.
0: Oh, yeah. Who hasn't had food poisoning? I think that,
4: do you think that's like par for the course if you're someone who likes everything and tries strange things all the time? When I was a Jehovah's Witness, yeah.
0: I, atheist now, just to be clear, because otherwise people go, are you still one? Uh, when I was a Jehovah's Witness, the best, I was a pioneer. Right. Pioneers are full-time door knockers. Right. You don't get paid for it. Increasingly, people they stand with a cart, but in my day, it was just door knocking. And you don't get paid for it, so you'd have to work two days a week in a shop something to just pay make rent so you were often a bit hungry to be honest and i I didn't there were times we didn't have money for groceries we were very broke and at the conventions you know these jehovah's witness conventions where you see them sometimes going to twickenham or something they're all dressed up in sort of suits and bright dresses and stuff uh pioneers would get free food so oh, they'll have right. really good fruit food stalls oh. and you could just go up and you just go up, I'm a pioneer and you'd have the vouchers yeah. or whatever you should flash your card or whatever
4: could you try that at other places just, just, just seeing them, I'm, saying I'm a pioneer mumble I'm a pioneer I see if you get a discount well
0: there once there were so many different types of food and everybody who yeah. ran the stalls was saying Deb you're a pioneer you can have some of this Yeah. and there were these amazing donuts and my sister kept saying go and get more donuts you're a pioneer
4: and I was sick. I was physically. Ill oh, I think I just
0: love. Didn't. Well, I wasn't. My stomach. I think. Yeah. It was well, quite
4: also, if shrunken. you've been hungry I've and then you hungry. go to being allowed everything, it's kind of a cruel. Yes. It sounds amazing, but actually, it's a bit of a cruel thing. Yes. Because you can't really enjoy that. Your body's going to kick off. Yeah. Um. Ever had a totally random craving, food-wise, or is there like a food that you're like? When you're hungover, you crave.
0: If I'm, if I'm premenstrual, yeah. Even if I've totally quit refined sugar, which I do sometimes because <laughs> it does make me feel a lot better yeah. when I quit refined sugar. It just doesn't agree with my body. But in, when I'm pre-menstrual, I want chocolate brownie, a mm. certain sort of chocolate brownie. What sort? Like it. a
4: fudgy?
0: Yeah, like yeah, a crispy something... on the outside, fudgy oh, on the inside.
4: The best sort. And
0: I'll re- eat it slowly.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: and I'll really Will you?
4: Mm. Oh, good for you. I think when I'm in one of those hormone driven... Fugs of emotional hunger (laughs) i don't eat things slowly i breathe them in this is a specific specific way of eating that yeah that's fascinating i mean i
0: definitely automatically eat and i overeat and i you know do all sorts of things but um i that particular craving
4: yeah
0: is sated by the slow eating of a chocolate brownie
4: that's fabulous and I like that. I mean, I think that's... So do you, you've got a very busy life and you mentioned earlier that you don't cook very much anymore. And I assume because you, you are a foodie and we talk about food and that's why I want you to be one of my first guests on this Um but it's, you just don't have time for cooking anymore.
0: No, I just don't
4: like it, and I'm. I really don't like,
0: I'm like it. My husband's really good at okay, it. Okay,
4: well that changes things, doesn't it? If you live with someone who
0: he just he's good at it, and he finds it relaxing, and he yeah. really gets excited, and he plans. It's a bit like I've married my mother. I'm not going to lie, because it's like you know when I said my mum would sort of be like, oh, I've made a you know love, I've made your favourite, and she'd be thrilled. Mm. Tom's the same. Tom will come home, going, I've just thought of a recipe on the way home, and he, he's a very inventive cook. Right. And oh. One day he said, if We have people over. Mm. I, uh, he makes dinner, I make cocktails and introductions. Nice. And, uh, I said to him once, Do you mind that I'd never cook for a dinner party? And, and he said, No, that's my status. Yeah. He said, That's what you know, people you know say all the yeah. food is great. And he said, You're doing the kind of the jazz hands. Mm. And he said, What am I going to do if you do the cooking as well? He said, yeah. I'm just going to, what am I doing lounging around in the background? He said, yeah. No, 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 no and literally said we're having a party for a friend big birthday party i decided that we should cater it i decided we we should cater it, and i said why don't we get a in uh to do that party because it's a lot of work yeah, at a yeah, time yeah. to to cater for a big party mm-hmm. at a time when he's otherwise very busy and he went no i'm gonna do it and i said yeah. why and he said because i don't want some kind in my kitchen actually said that so and, it's
4: real it's his territory the kitchen's his yeah. territory and it's not yours and, and I, you're happy with that
0: yeah and i was so surprised because he we have never, the opposite
4: dynamic he's not
0: very sweary tom but he just it was it was a jocular yeah. swear but it was sort of like i just don't man my mother used to say i don't want anyone else interfering in my domestic arrangements right. that was always the joke i
4: love it Deborah. that you've married your mother
0: i have yeah. because he's similarly don't get in my kitchen you know he wouldn't say i couldn't and he actually would like me to cook with him at times okay Or occasionally be nice if I cooked him a meal. Do a bit of bloody
4: peeling at least, mate.
0: I'll tell you, I had a cooking lesson because I thought I should should know how to make sort of two or three basic things that I feel really confident about. Yeah. And I'd love to cook Tom a meal occasionally. Yeah. I had this cooking lesson and I followed the instructions perfectly (laughs) to make it for him. And he said, is that burning? And I went, no. Why do you always try and control? Anytime I do anything in the kitchen, even if I make toast, you come in and interfere. This is why I don't cook. It's not burning. I'm following the instructions perfectly. It was burnt. It was terrible. Oh, and I no. cried. I cried so much. And I said, see, this is why I should never try cooking. Yeah, And I just went and had a bath. And I was really, really upset. And then Tom sort of salvaged it and said, no, it's really, really good. And I've just scraped off the burst, but it's not really that burnt. And he was so nice Aww. about it. I really want you to try it again. I was so upset. I have not tried it again. And I know that's, it's very emotional for me, the cooking thing now. Yeah. I don't know why. Really? I used to cook for the kids when I nannied. I was a nanny. Yeah.
4: But it was all fish fingers. Well, I think that can be quite it actually it can be quite traumatic if you're cooking for people. I mean a partner's one thing, especially if they're lovely, but if you're cooking for a group of people and it's a disaster, it feels awful. It feels like a really brutal failure.
0: It's terrible. It's, it's a it terrible is a status thing. thing. I've
4: never really thought about that. I think that's really interesting.
0: Well I went to, when I first started dating Tom, there was a really nice Butcher sort of deli near us, Ooh. where you could get they'd have cooked, they'd have made it up a really lovely sort of stir fry or something, and then all you do mm. is put it in a pan.
4: Perfect. There's so lots pre- of companies so that I do stuff like that. I
0: pretended I could cook because he would come over and I, he'd say, oh well, this is lovely," and I'd pretend I'd made it from scratch. I didn't, nice. I didn't lie, but I just didn't say, "Oh no, it's only from you know, locates whatever."
4: I'm eating the ice cubes with my hands out of the. Do you want a bit drink? more of the? Mm. No. Um, be best not. Thank so
0: yeah you. so I pretended I could cook and then because I thought it's embarrassing not to be able to cook or it's a status thing I've mm. got to be able to cook and then it sort of slowly came out over time that
4: I, I can't cook for shit
0: yeah that I, I wasn't because yeah. I was like he was like oh shall we bake this and I was like oh and it just came out over time that mm. I, and then I cooked less and less because it was his thing and mm-hmm. he was better at it than I was and I just gave up cooking
4: All oh, fair dues then there's not to say sort. I think when you're a creative person that it might not come back if you wanted it to. No need for it to. I have to at some point. Maybe. A short question. Have you ever had a food fight?
0: Yes. Mm. Once uh, everyone had made a cake in Home ec. Mm-hmm. And then in uh, in geography, <laughs> the teacher didn't turn up. You can finish that yourself. Okay.
4: I like that. I'll leave that to the imagination.
2: Hear more from Deborah, subscribe to her podcasts, The Guilty Feminist and also Global Pillage. For more on what she's up to and where to see her live, she's on Twitter at Deborah FW. I'm Jessica Foster i I'm going on tour from now, basically. I have more info on my Twitter at Jessica Foster If you've enjoyed this, please rate and review it kindly and tell your friends. Follow us on all social media. It's at The Hoovering Pod. Until the next episode, happy hoovering.
1: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.